Dobardan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 11th of January 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Friday the 6th, a 33-year-old man was arrested after two Serbs were injured in a drive-by shooting near the town of Štropsa in Kosovo. Police reported that the suspect was supposedly shooting at Stefan Stojanovic, aged 11, and his relative, Milos Stojanovic, aged 21. After the incident, which happened on Orthodox Christmas Eve, local Serbs blocked the road to Stropcha. Kosovo Prime Minister Albin Kurti condemned the shooting incident and wished the two victims a speedy recovery. But Serbia's Prime Minister, Anna Brnabic, expressed her concerns about the safety of Serbs in Kosovo because the two victims were targeted as they were performing an Orthodox Christmas Eve tradition of cutting down branches of the Badnyak tree. Two days after the shooting, citizens in North Mitrovica organized a protest against the attitude of Albin Kurti towards the Serbs. Ivan Miletic, one of the organizers, said that the reason for the protest was Kurti's occupation of the Serb-majority northern Kosovo. At the same time, a protest was held in Strapca, Kosovo, due to, according to the protesters, the continuous oppression of Serbs in Kosovo. After the shooting, Goran Rakic, head of the Serbian list, said during the protest that the terror of Albin Kurti's regime continues in Strapca and in the north. Since we mentioned Orthodox Christianity, at Friday's reception in Zagreb on the occasion of Orthodox Christmas, the Prime Minister of Croatia, Andrei Plenković, Croatian and Serbian ministers, and Serbian church leader, Patriarch Porfirije, called for warmer relations between the two countries. Serbian Foreign Minister Ivica Dacic said that despite the two countries' different views, they have to communicate and find common grounds. Plenković explained the importance of not ignoring the tensions between the two countries. He added that the Croatian government will do everything to find the victims of war who are still being searched for, and also to build bridges of cooperation with Serbia. On Thursday the 5th, Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic said that nine countries had withdrawn recognition of Kosovo. Vucic told the media that 106 countries do not recognize Kosovo's independence, but 84 countries unequivocally recognize it. In May 2022, after Kosovo applied for membership of the Council of Europe, Serbia said it would resume its campaign for Kosovo's de-recognition. With the exception of Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia, the former Yugoslav republics all recognize Kosovo. However, EU members Spain, Romania, Greece, Cyprus, and Slovakia do not. Neither do Serbian allies Russia and China, who are both veto holders on the United Nations Security Council. On Sunday the 8th, the Kosovo Force, or K4, which is NATO's mission in Kosovo, turned down a Serbian government request to send up to 1,000 Serbian police officers and army personnel to Kosovo after a spate of clashes between Serbs and Kosovo authorities. Serbia insists that its security forces have the right to redeploy under the UN resolution and that the return of its troops to Kosovo would help lower tensions, a claim vehemently rejected by Kosovo and Western officials. A UN Security Council resolution states that Serbia may be allowed, if approved by K4, to station its personnel at border crossings, Orthodox Christian religious sites, and areas with Serb majorities. Vucic said K4's response to Serbia's demand was expected because of the Western backing for Kosovo's independence. While on the topic of Kosovo, American and European officials will come to Belgrade on the 12th of January to intensify talks on the normalization of relations between Serbia and Kosovo. Derek Cholet, 
counselor at the U.S. State Department, said that the U.S. and the EU want the two sides to discuss the content of the EU proposal, which is the Franco-German plan. Recall that some of the key elements of this plan are equal rights of Serbia and Kosovo, respect for territorial integrity and inviability of borders, among other things. Loic Tregor, a French political scientist and expert on the Balkans, estimated that the goal of the arrival of American and European diplomats is to regain the initiative after the tensions and to show unity between the U.S. and the EU. Heavily armed police officers, war veterans, and members of the civil protection services and a group of pro-Russian bikers took part in a parade in the city of East Sarajevo on Monday the 9th to mark the Day of Republika Srpska. The celebration of the Day of Republika Srpska is illegal because it defies two rulings by Bosnia's state-level constitutional court. That is, it does not represent all the ethnic groups living in the Republika Srpska, only the Serb population. Delegations from Serbia, Montenegro, China, and Russia were among the officials in attendance at the parade and a subsequent concert. The celebration also included an award ceremony, during which Republika Srpska's president, Milorad Dodik, announced that he was giving the Order of Republika Srpska to Russian President Vladimir Putin, among others. Moving on, Twitter accounts of the group Anonymous claimed responsibility for the disruption of the Serbian army's website, which occurred on Thursday the 5th a few days after they warned President Aleksandr Vucic that he had become their focus. The hacker group Anonymous is decentralized with no formal leadership and no official website or social media account, so the authenticity of these accounts isn't confirmed. On December 29th, a man with an anonymous mask posted a video on YouTube and Twitter in which he threatened President Vucic. In the video, the person criticized Vucic for not imposing sanctions on Russia. He also mentioned the Kosovo tensions, stating that Serbia is trying to initiate a war. Following the alleged hackings, the Serbian government announced on Saturday the 7th that the website and IT infrastructure of its Ministry of Internal Affairs had been hit by several massive distributed denial-of-service attacks. They said that government employees and staff from state-owned telecommunications operator Telecom Serbia were able to counter the attacks. The government added that the enhanced security protocols have been activated, which can lead to slower work and occasional interruptions of certain services, all in order to protect the data of the Ministry of Internal Affairs. Now, on to some health updates. About 5,600 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 30 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of confirmed cases has gone up by a few hundred. Air quality in the Western Balkans has again become a hot topic, with some towns in the region among the most polluted on the planet. On Wednesday the 4th, Belgrade had an air quality index, or AQI, of 111, and the particulate matter, or PM, concentration was eight times higher than what the World Health Organization guidelines deems as safe. However, at least nine towns and cities in Serbia were in the red zone, with the AQI of over 150. Serbia's National Ecological Association warned that more than 95% of the population of Serbia lives in zones where the average annual concentration of PM particles that are the most dangerous for human health exceeds the level recommended by the World Health Organization. In December 2022, an agency named Factor Plus conducted a survey about violence in Serbia's society. The results were published on Friday the 6th, and they state that a majority of Serbs think that violence is heavily present today. Almost half of the survey participants said that they are not surprised by the recent reports of violence in schools, 
they believed that the educational neglect of young people, then the general social fascination with bullies and too much violence in the media, are the main factors for the growing violence among the youngest population. The survey results also showed that as much as 37% of respondents say that violence against women has grown and is more dangerous than it actually appears on the surface. When asked what are the reasons for such violence, the survey participants cited the lack of state authority and mild sentences for gender-based violence. And that's it for this week. We here at Rorschach are interested in learning, finding out new stuff, and connecting, but also in spending less time on screens. A question, what about you? Are you listening just because you like this, or is it a part of an effort to spend less time on screens? Let us know at podcast at Rorschach.com. It would be really helpful for us. Total yen yeg, zbogum. Rorschach.